a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, 4 o'clock at KSL News Radio. I'm Jeff Kaplan, 39 in Salt Lake City. KSL's top story a practice that's been banned in Utah for more than 25 years could soon become the law of the land. A new bill would reintroduce cameras triggered by radar as stand-ins for police officers on Utah street corners. The photocop would only apply in certain places. KSL News Radio's Britt Johnson reports. The bill is only a pilot program, so if it passes, photocops will be in place just for a year in selected areas. Senator Jerry Stevens says while it's somewhat controversial, it's been really effective in getting people to slow down when he's tested it in the past. The revised program, if approved, would only be allowed in construction and school zones. Lawmakers have made some big changes to a bill we first told you about yesterday. It originally would have banned lessons for young school kids about sexual orientation and gender identity. This bill is now proposing only banning kids from grades K through 3 about discussions on sexuality. It would take out the lines that reference sexual orientation and gender identity, essentially making it just a sex ed bill. Representative Jeff Stinquist rejected the notion yesterday. He modeled the bill after a recent controversial Florida law with similar language. What it really is is about just saying let's have age-appropriate discussions in the classroom. Equality Utah met with the sponsor this morning. It's not really appropriate to talk about sexuality discussions with second graders, third graders, um, and I think that that should be something that that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 402. Anti-war protests on the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Maria Shaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, hundreds of protesters on the streets of Prague on the one-year anniversary of that invasion. Many of those taking part are Ukrainian refugees seeking asylum in the Czech Republic, including Anastasia Kravenko, who says it has been the most difficult year of her life, filled with hatred and depression. I'm stronger like than last year, so I can just uh, handle all of these emotions. Speaking to G7 leaders, Ukraine's president is asking for continued support to help his country win the war. I would like to focus on what Ukraine needs so that our coalition of defenders of freedom becomes a coalition of winners. The U.S. is responding to the call today, putting an even bigger economic squeeze on Russia. White House spokesman John Kirby says new sanctions are targeting Chinese companies and others that are providing critical electronic equipment to Russia. Help curtail Mr. Putin's ability to equip his armed forces. Kirby says the U.S. is also freezing more wealthy Russian assets and sending Ukraine billions more in military and humanitarian aid. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shaleos, KSL News Radio. A UHP trooper wasn't hurt when his patrol vehicle was hit by a car during the big snowstorm earlier this week. This happened on southbound I-15. It was near 9900 South. We've already had four trooper-involved accidents so far this year. By this time last year, we'd only had one. A North Carolina state lawmaker says he's just fine in spite of a crazy close call involving a drunk driver. 
a state house speaker, Tim Moore of North Carolina, was doing a ride along. He was in an unmarked police car outside Raleigh when another driver rammed their vehicle multiple times from behind. He thinks it's just a coincidence. I have no reason at all to think that he knew who I was or, or any of us in the car or even that it was a, you know, any kind of law enforcement vehicle. Police later arrested the other driver who's charged with drunk driving. All of this week's snow has been just the latest chapter in a very busy winter for UDOT plow drivers. The past few days, many UDOT plow drivers have been working on 12-hour rotations just to keep up with the constant snowfall. There are long days when uh, when, when we have storms like this. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason says they budget about $1 million per storm, but the stronger, longer storms can complicate things. Uh, now, when you have a storm that lasts several days, that can definitely add to the cost. Gleason says they're trending ahead in the budget already this year as they brace for another potential storm this weekend. We're really proud of the work that they've been doing, but yeah, they're, they're tired. I mean, it's, uh, it's been nonstop. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Tooele set a new snow record this week, 23 inches in the big storm. That breaks a record from 1972. It's the deepest snow total there since records began back in 1896. Moab may be known as a tourist mecca, but apparently not for all of the locals. Moab police say somebody's been busy with a massive vandalism scheme targeting all the out-of-towners who descend on the Red Rocks to recreate. Hundreds of stickers have been placed on street signs throughout Moab, resulting in over $15,000 in damage. A search of the residence resulted in the recovery of nearly 5,000 of the same custom-made stickers. Also found in the home was an illegal drug cultivation operation, cultivated narcotics, five assault rifles, two shotguns, and thousands of rounds of ammunition. The suspect was booked into jail on numerous charges. Tom Haraldson, KSL News Radio. You're wondering what did the stickers say? Well, one of them said, dead tourists don't rent UTVs. KSL News Time 406. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.